Welcome to Genesee Valley Church, where we are loving God, loving people, and loving life. This is the year 2022, and this is the year that you are going to bring change into your life. We are praying and believing that this year helps you develop a heart of God for yourself, for your home, and for your family. We know that you will be blessed by the message and the word that God has for you today. Let us help you answer your call and make this your year. pursue God passionately. This is the year that my marriage gets on fire. This is the year that my home finds harmony. This is the year that I experience financial stability. This is the year that I fulfill the plan of God for my life. Maybe this is the year that I'm going to answer the call. You know, mothers on Mother's Day always think, you know, the, the kids, uh, the husband, somebody's going to do something for them, like make breakfast or make them a cake, do something for them, for all the things that they've done. And so I saw one that said that uh, the kids got up one morning and uh, went to their mom's room and said, Mom, Mom, they ordered her to stay in bed because they're going to do something. And so they run out, and uh, she starts, she just lays in bed, thinks, oh, starts dreaming about maybe the breakfast they're going to make her, or the nice card they're doing for her, or whatever they're doing, she's getting excited, and probably getting hungry. And so she starts, th she's thinking about all these things, and she starts smelling the, the aroma, or the smell of bacon, and eggs, and toast. Am I making you hungry? <laughs> I like toast. Does anybody in here like toast? <laughs> And so she smells all these wonderful things. And so it had been forever and a day. So she's like, I'm just going to get up and go find out what's going on. And so as she goes downstairs, she finds the kids eating breakfast at the table. And they forgot to get her, <laughs> so she thinks. And they said, oh, Mom, hey, happy Mother's Day. We decided to make our own breakfast for us, and we made it, and we're eating it, and that was your Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> and so I don't know if you've ever been in those shoes, but I know my sister had lots of those stories and even had, um, I think, an egg story that rains, or runs through our family, and it's like the laugh of, everything. But her kids were like, they're only, uh, I think they're like 13 months apart, so they're really close. And they were always getting up before my sister and her husband, because um, her husband worked night shifts, and so it was kind of crazy. They were kind of all over all day long. And so the kids were always up bright and early, <laughs> way before mom and dad. And so this one story, they had gone into the kitchen and they got the eggs out of the kitchen, and they were really little. And I think the oldest one started throwing them at the wall. And so my sisters, that's her bedroom wall. <laughs> and so they're throwing it at the wall, and so the younger one starts doing what the older one's doing. And so they're both throwing all these eggs till there's no more eggs, but they're all over the room. So my sister gets up because she hears this noise constantly on her. <laughs> 
And she's like, what in the world is going on? So she comes out and comes into the kitchen. You, you can just imagine probably tears down her face. And they're like, hey, mom. I mean, they think nothing of it. Like, look what we did. Like, this was so fun. And she's like, oh, great. <laughs> but um, I'm sure we have lots of stories like those with our kids. And um, that just creates life. When I think about life, it'd be really boring if everything was just so, and our kids were perfect, our husbands were perfect, our families were just perfect, and we did everything right, and there were no mishaps in life. But those mishaps, when you look back at them, most of them might be funny. There might be some that's not so funny, <laughs> but they create life, and they, they give us um, what am I trying to say? They help us learn through it all. And so Mother's Day is an awesome day to celebrate mom. But I hope that we don't just do it one day a year. Because uh, when you look at moms, wow. There's a lot that moms do. And uh, we're going to celebrate moms today. So dads, like your day's coming up. And so don't feel bad if I don't really give you any attention today. <laughs> Nothing to you. But today's Mom's Day. And so um, I have my mom is, uh, what is she, 75 now? I think she's 76 or will be 76, 77, something like that. When they get up there in age, it's just like, yeah, this is my mom. <laughs> and so when I was a kid, I don't remember. I remember Mom's and Mother's Day. And my mom kept things that I did for her. So I have them now. And it's really neat to look back. I mean, like the, <clears throat> the penmanship, you know, when you're like first grade or <laughs> kindergarten, second grade. It's like, it's just really cute. The things that I made are like the handprint or, you know, the things that they do in preschool or kids' church. And so I get to look through those. But when you're a young or a kid growing up, it's just like, yeah, it's Mother's Day. Let's do something for mom. But when you get older, I'm 47. I know a lot of you say, well, you're still really young. <laughs> but now that I'm a mom and my mom is a grandmother and we've been through life, and now I'm in a different season of life with my mom. And it started back in uh, 2019, I believe. But my mom is in a nursing home. So today, my mom's in a nursing home in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But you know what? Just because your mom is far away from you doesn't mean you, you can't honor her. And so uh, we sent her flowers. She got flowers on Friday. She loved the flowers. And uh, we've talked to her. We'll call her today. <clears throat> but we also sent her another gift uh, that she got earlier in the week. And so I didn't forget about mom today. But I say that to say all of us have different moms, right? Some of us would say, you know what? If you knew what my mom did, you wouldn't honor her. Some of us have parents like that. But the Bible didn't say honor your mom and your dad because they do everything perfect and right and say everything just so because they never had a bad day, God just says, honor, period. And so you can always find something that you can find about your mom or dad, something. And so many would look at my life and say, wow, you came from kind of a not-so-great life, not-so-perfect, because I grew up in a single-parent home. So I had a single mom. 
and I didn't really know my dad. Um, I had, you know, I had a dad, but my dad worked a lot, and so um, the relationship was broken. Now, I'm closer to my dad now that I'm older than um, I was as a child, and um, so I had mom growing up, and there were some really hard days, more than great days probably, <laughs> and so my mom was really hurt and bitter because of the divorce, and so I was kind of in the middle of a yucky divorce. Ever been there? <laughs> and so when you're a kid, you're just walking through it. You know, it's just kind of normal. You don't think much of it. So society would look at my life, and then as a teen, you know, you just kind of do your thing. Had a single parent. So there were some things I did that I'm probably not really proud of that you wish you could go back and redo. But actually, I don't want to go back and redo it because all of those things, society would look and say, wow, you know, you should have this wrong with you and you should do this because you didn't have a dad around or you, you're lacking this because you had a single mom. So there's all kinds of labels that society would like to place on me, stamp me with. But you know what? I don't live with labels because I'm God's. And because of what Jesus did, I don't have to live with the labels of society or a psychologist would want to give me. And I have a really good life. But it's all because of Jesus. And the one thing that my mom did was she had us in church. And I don't mean just on Sunday. She had us in church, like at every meeting. And I said, I didn't go to kids' church. I did on Sundays. But, like, during the week, there was nothing for kids during the week at meetings or special meetings. And so you went and sat with mom, and you just, like, twiddled your thumbs, you know. Or, but the whole time I'm learning about God. And so all of these parents that bring their kids in, they're constantly hearing about the Word of God and the life that God gives and that I don't have to be bound I can live happy. I can ask Jesus into my heart. God has a plan for my life. The list goes on. I was always hearing those things, always. And so I'm thankful for a mom that was brave as a single mom with three daughters, brave to go to church, brave to go to school when there were problems at school and teachers that were not doing right things to me in class different things going on. I'm thankful for a mom that stood up for a daughter and went to that school and said, hey, look, this is what's going on. I'm thankful for a mom that invested her time day in, day out, worked two jobs so that she could provide for her three daughters. I am thankful for my mom. And so I know that you are too. I'm not going to get choked up today. <laughs> So it's going to be a good day. I'm so happy to be with you. I believe I've got some things that um, God wants me to share with you ladies today. And so if you're here today, God's got something to say to you. And I'm so excited because a lot of times we look at life uh, in different lenses, different colors, we could say, different lenses all the time. And our lenses don't always represent us well because of how we feel internally or maybe the, what we've done as a parent. Maybe, I don't know about you, but it's uh, you're a, 
kind of like your worst critic is ourselves. <laughs> and there's people that compliment you all the time and say, yeah, you're doing awesome. You're doing great. But we hear those things. And I believe we truly believe them. But I also think there's this inner voice that's always kind of on the constant reel, <laughs> constantly playing. Sometimes I, you would just say, stop, just stop playing. And it just constantly plays. Isn't that, isn't that wild? And it's just the past how we've grown up maybe. Maybe there's some hurts that are still with us. Kind of those stains that stick. And so even maybe as a parent, you know, all the time as a parent, I'm, you know, you did this one day to your kid or uh, you say, well, I wish I wouldn't have said it like that or I wish I would have, I wish I would have, I wish I would have. <laughs> you know, we got all these wish it would have. But in the midst of it all, we have Jesus. And Jesus has you at the right place at the right time in your sphere of influence where you are. And so as I was thinking about this message and just coming in, I don't want to just have any old message, but I want something that God has for you. And so as I see all the different ladies represented, and you may not even be a mom here today, but this message will represent you, that we are light in a dark world, but we are light in our children's lives. We are light in our husband's lives, our boyfriend. We're light to our families, the light that is in us. And so we're going to talk about that today, and I just believe that this is your time to shine and that this is your season. And so in your sphere of influence that you have, a lot of times we can just go day to day, day to day, because there's lots of things to do in a day. I mean, we saw the video, <laughs> the list goes on. <laughs> when you've got kids and it's just life and everything that you do, and a lot of moms work jobs too. And so we've got a lot of things every day to do. But within that sphere, I believe there's callings within that that we've never seen before. And I'll bring that out in just a little bit. But that God's in need of you in this season. And you may say, well, I'm a nobody. I'm not a minister. I'm not this. But God still needs you. And in fact, you really are a minister of the gospel in Jesus. And so we, as moms, let our light shine. And so I'm going to turn over to Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. You know, they used to always say the amplified version was for women because it was so many words. But I actually think there's a translation called the Passion Translation, and it's become my favorite. And so now I think it's the women's one. <laughs> it's probably the men too. But over Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Your lives light up the world. Moms, you light up the world. <laughs> you light up your home. You light up where you are. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? I'll just stop right there for a minute. You have light as a woman of God. But a lot of women have gone through dark places in life 
or dark places in time and be gotten hurt, whatever it's been. Maybe you're in that place right now. And so your light is hidden because you don't even let the light out because the darkness keeps it in. And so uh, sometimes women need help, but they never ask for help because uh, I don't want to be judged or like uh, criticized or something like that. But if, if you're in that dark place, come get me because we're walking this together. And uh, the women of this church have really just honed in and really connecting together like they've never done before in this church. And so it's almost like a move of God. <laughs> We're just swirling around, even our teen girls. I mean, just something's on fire. And um, But if your light feels like, y'all don't even know where the light is anymore. I can't even see light. When I look out, all I see is just like, ugh darkness and just unhappy. And so a lot of times we can go through those times in life, but God doesn't want us to stay there because God wants you to come back up. And he's given you through Jesus every avenue to come out and to be in the light that God has created you to be in. So we're not going to hide our, light, our lamps. It says instead it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. That sounds like a mom to me. <laughs> Everyone in the house benefits from mom's light within her. So don't hide your light. Ladies, don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that your commendable works will shine as light upon them. And then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. When I came across that scripture, I just saw moms all over it. Because moms, you are the light of your house. Your kids look to you. Even husbands look to their wives. We are a help. We've been created to be a help to our husbands. But there's so many moments that God will just speak through me. And it helps it's not just a natural help. It's a spiritual help. And so uh, you can naturally help your husbands, and that is awesome. That's a great help. And, uh, but spiritually, your prayer life is a major help to your husband, to your home, to your kids. The Bible says train up a child in the way that he or she should go. And when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Well, the only way I'm going to know how to train my child the way to go, there are some ways that I know have them in church, in the Word. There's some ways, and those are wonderful, and that's what it's talking about. But when you look it up, it's talking about in the direction of their life, the course that they should take in life. You mean I don't just let my kid pick it? Well, you can know ahead of time through your prayer life. You can see the gifts and talents just through praying for your kids and then seeing those things manifest, or I say manifest, but you'll see your kids start doing those things. And it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, I've seen those things in prayer. And look, you're really good at this. You're really good at that. And that helps you guide your child. 
through life. You're always guiding and you're always a light. We have teens sitting over here in different places. But even as a teen, your teenager needs you more than ever, mom. More than ever. Moms and dads. Teens are going through a lot of changes, a lot of ups and downs. But they need you there every step of the way to know how to make good decisions. They don't need you doing it all for them. They need you to help them learn to make the right choices in life. And it will lead them to the right path that God has for them. So a family is one of God's institutions and the basic unit of society. Society would feel down without mom. Society would be really depressed without moms around. After all, mothers are the light of their homes. A woman will have many roles throughout life. A mother, a daughter, a sister, a wife, maybe a judge, a missionary, a teacher, a servant, a helper, a friend, an aunt, a leader, a church member. And the list goes on, but that was a pretty long list. <laughs> but you can find yourself in all of those. You have many roles as a mom. And you lead through each of those roles. You share your light. And you lead others to the light. Bringing light into dark places. I'll go over to another scripture in 2 John chapter 1. The light in you has been created by God. But if we don't ever look internally at that light and we keep it hidden then we don't really help others around us as God truly intends. And I think that as uh, women, we do so many things. Like that list goes on. Like you're a mom, you're an aunt, you're a servant, you're a teacher, you, <laughs> a nurse, we, a doctor. There's different, there's all avenues of moms. And uh, I don't know about you, but it feels a lot of time like it's uh, multitasking constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, there's al it's almost like a pet peeve of mine, but I've just had to get over it because it's just life. But when I'm doing something, and I may be doing a couple different things at the same time, but when I'm doing something and I'm engaged and I, I got to be engaged to do this and get this done, and then somebody comes and they're like, oh, can you? Oh, will you? Or <laughs> I'm like, hang on. <laughs> I got to get this done and then I can help you. And my son gets really annoyed <laughs> when I tell him like, Hang on a minute. Let me get this done. I'm with your sister, and then I will come to you. And he just looks like, how dare you? <laughs> like, I'm like, what? who do you think I am? That's kind of a joke. Like, who do you think I am? And he's like, you're my mom. <laughs> you know? Like, you're supposed to do and be ready when I need you. <laughs> and so it's kind of funny because I tell him that all the time. Like, hang on, because he's got multiple things he's doing every hour, you know, that he wants you uh, to help him with. Because he's only 10. <laughs> but praise the Lord. But uh, we go through life in so many different roles. And in each role, God has given you ability and everything you need to fulfill that role at this specific time. And so I think it's amazing because we can do one role 
and then we can switch and come over here, and there's new gifts and talents for this role, and then we come over to this role, and there's new gifts and new talents, new abilities that are available to us, graces to fulfill this role. And so you have maybe different children, many different children. Uh, my sister-in-law has a lot of children. What's the number now? Six. It is six. And they're still going. <laughs> but she can't just be in this role with this child. She has abilities, graces, light for this child. And then she goes to the next child. Well, there's different graces for this one. Because every kid is not the same. But do you find yourself trying to parent them all the same? <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> because they're all different. They have different gifts, different abilities, different talents, different things, emotions on the inside, different ways that they think. I have a daughter. My oldest daughter is, I say my artsy daughter, but she loves everything art. And she's uh, very, extremely gifted and talented. God has given her such an ability to uh, draw and she loves to draw. When she was in preschool, just little, uh, she would get recognized. You know, they're doing just little, little things in preschool. And she would get recognized back in preschool because her picture would look like the best out of all the bunch. And it would have detail. Even though it was kind of like scribble still in preschool, it would be her teacher was amazed at the detail of her picture. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I didn't really see yet all that God had in her. I was like, yeah, yeah, I see that. But then she went to kindergarten, and her teacher was amazed. And then she went to first grade. Her teacher is amazed. Every single year, her teachers were amazed. She's won prizes. She's been in art shows and in elementary, just different things. So I saw that gift from her or in her that God's placed in her. And so for me to ignore that, and say, well, you're going to be like this over here. That would not be right. Because if God's put that in her, then I have to learn how to bring that out of her. Does that make sense? Because I'm not artistic at all. I draw stick people. <laughs> and if you need a picture of anything, you would not come to me. You would be going to my husband <laughs> for that. You have to make it really clear and plain for me. But I'm just real simplistic in my drawing because that's just not me at all. I could decorate, put something together like that, but to draw it on a piece of paper, no. This girl would spend hours, even at a young age, and it was her happy place, just drawing. She'll go outside and draw. And uh, I love to watch it. I love to watch her grow through the years. And uh, wow, to see what she does now, it's amazing. She keeps getting better and better and better because of the grace that God has placed on her life. And she's also a singer. She loves music, anything music. She likes to sing and she plays the piano. So there's other giftings. So there's gifts and talents in every kid. And so that, that scripture that says... Um, train up a child in the way that he should go so that when he's old he won't depart from it I believe part of that that's in there is their graces and their giftings 
that God's placed in them. And so if I don't ever recognize those things and I just say, oh, yeah, that's great. You can draw. Yeah, that, that's great. Okay. Yeah, we'll hang it up on the refrigerator for a little while. Yeah, that's great. But I don't ever give attention to those things or time and ask God, help me help my daughter. What do you want her to do with this, Lord? And you may say, well, art, like what's she going to do with that? There's all kinds of things. But there's a whole community that she can <laughs> be a light in. And I've already been training her a little bit. Like this whole arena there can be this in here and these kinds of people and, and this that don't necessarily, according to the word of God and how we live life, but, oh, you can be a light so that when you come in, you bring Jesus. And so I just believe when she gets in these different communities that she's going to be bold. And, you know, now that I think about it, there has been times where she's talked to other friends at school and she's been the one that's bold to say, well, that's not right. Jesus doesn't do that. Are you saved? You, you want to go to church and you want to know Jesus. So there's already a boldness in her that God's put there to prepare her for what's ahead. So we break it down like this. There's a light in each child. There's abilities. There's graces. But there is a light in a mother to spread out and help those children and help any, anybody that comes in contact with this light. And there are graces that God has given me as the mother to navigate. God will give you graces, abilities to navigate day to day. I see it all the time. In those moments when you want to freak out and you want to just cry all day long, because <laughs> we have those days. <laughs> When your child has just like come against you and you're like, how dare you say that to me? Come back here. Or, you know, those, those moments that don't look pretty, you're still the light. And all you have to do is call on Jesus that is the light. I need your help. The Bible says that he's a present help in our time of need, and I believe that. There's been a lot of times, just as I said in my life growing up, that I felt all alone as a teenager. But I called, I knew to call on Jesus. And there's moments that Jesus is the one that got me through, and I'm here today. Because I wasn't always in the best circumstances because of friends that I chose to hang around and uh, homes that I decided to go hang out with, other kids, and things that were going on. Sometimes I'm amazed at the hold that God had on my life. And it was only through a mother. Fathers are in this too. Remember, I'm not leaving you out today. <laughs> that kept them before God. There's power in the blood of Jesus, and there's power in the name of Jesus and in your prayers for your children. So you don't ever slack. Don't ever stop. Don't ever turn around and say, well, it's what it is. I did the best that I could. Oh, no, no. We don't, we don't stop and just say, well, it's the best I did, so that's how they turned out. No. 
Your light can turn it. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Over in, uh, we're going to go back to John, 2 John. Let me see the time. 2 John chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Now I'm going to read in the Passion Translation. <clears throat> this is talking about a woman here, and I thought it was so interesting because I never really saw it this way before. But it says it's 2 John chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. From the elder to God's chosen woman and her children, I love you all as those who are in the truth. And I'm not the only one. For all who come to know the truth share my love for you because of the living truth that has a permanent home in us, flowing from the presence of God the Father and from Jesus Christ, Son of the Father, and from the realm of true love. I was delighted and filled with joy when I learned that your children are consistently living in the truth. Woo, that's some good news right there. So when you look at this, then he comes down, he says, uh, Dearest woman, I have a request to make of you. It is not a new commandment, but a repetition of the one we have had from the beginning, that we constantly love one another. And he keeps going on. When you look up and study this portion of scripture, the recipient of the epistle here is a lady and her children, a woman, and he calls her an elect lady. And when you look at it, it just means a woman chosen of God. Mom, woman, mother, whoever you are, you are chosen of God. God chose you to be a mother to the children that you have, not the neighbor's children, your children. And you are the best mom they could ever, ever have. Because you know why? Because God's given you a light. And that light has abilities, characteristics, graces for your home. Another lady in this room, neighbor down the road, doesn't have what you have for your home. Only you. Isn't that awesome? You are chosen by God. Um, the lady of this verse is called elect because she was part of the church. So John calls this woman the elect because she believed in Jesus Christ and was therefore saved. She was a member of the church. We're members of God's church, right? Over in Psalms chapter 27, uh, verse 1, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the refuge and fortress of my life, whom shall I dread? So as ladies with this light, uh, God is my refuge. God defines me. He created me. And so who better to go to for help than the one that created me? Not the world, not society. Not even the doctor. And so, uh, uh, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff here today. <laughs> but when you look at light, as we're talking the light in us, there are characteristics just naturally of light. One, there's intensity. Intensity is extreme degree of strength and energy. 
What do you do on purpose as a mom? Mothers are invested for life. They don't get times out. <laughs> the day the day to day, the moment by moment, they're intense with purpose. The second uh, or second uh, characteristic of just light in the world is the quality of the light. This is the totality of features and characteristics that bear on its ability to satisfy given needs. Mothers have God-given features, abilities, characteristics to help you see your family's needs and to satisfy those needs. Can't do it on your own, but with the help of Jesus, you can. Third uh, is direction. The characteristic of just natural light is the direction of the light. The course along which someone moves or something moves. The management or guidance of someone or something. Mothers give direction through guidance. Their walk with God. But the most powerful way that a mother can give direction is through prayer. There's things you can see in prayer. And if you want to know more, I'm not going to talk about it today. But there are things you can see in prayer. Uh, God can... Uh, things you can see ahead. That is scriptural. It says, call unto me and I'll show you great mighty things which you do not know. But if you ask me, they're fenced, they're hidden. But I'll show you about your home, about your children, about your husband, about your marriage, whatever, about your job, anything in life. So through prayer, you can give wonderful direction. And we'll end with this. When I look at moms, it's been the love of a mother that has carried us, right? Somewhere, some, somewhere you can find it. She gave birth to you. There, there was a lot of love. <laughs> but moms carry you along. And even now, I can look at my mom, and she's still thinking of me, giving toward me, uh, praying for me. Uh, helping me the best she can, even though she's older in life and maybe got some ailments and she has to be in the nursing home. But we're making the best of it. And I actually can say that these will be some of my mom's best days yet. But they'll be best because of my love toward her and my honor toward her through it all. So when you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, again in the Passion Translation, that's the new woman one. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 13, it says, Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. Now, I didn't say we're perfect in this. <laughs> Just listen to God's love. <laughs> He's consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter. Your kids will need that. For it never stops believing the best for others. Your kids need you to believe the best. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. 
Your families need that light to never quit, never give up on them. Love never stops loving. Period. Didn't, doesn't say love never stops loving when. Just never stops. It extends beyond the gift of prophecy, which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. Our present knowledge and our prophecies are but partial. But when love's perfection arrives, the partial will fade away. When I was a child, I spoke about childish matters, for I saw things like a child, and go on. it goes on. And you can read that on your own. Did you hear how God's love is? That's why he's never given up on you. He never quit. He's still there because his love is consistently kind. His love never gives up on you, never fails you. It's always there. That love and that light is in us. If you've asked Jesus into your heart, you have God's love. It's been put there by God because you were created by God. And so as moms, the light, the real light is our love that we share. And so let's, I just have kind of a charge for you today. You can go ahead and stand. But we're going to commit today that we're going to endeavor to walk in love. We're going to love like God says we can. And so I'm going to pray for you and then we'll, we'll go. Father, I thank you for all the moms that are here today, all the families represented, the kids, the teenagers, the young adults. Lord, I ask you right now that you'd help each and every mom here today, that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, but the love and the light of that love would become more and more and more. And the more that we step out and say, you know what? I'm just going to love like God today. That it really does show up. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Lord, I thank you that we are anointed for this day and this season for light. And I thank you for the call that you've placed on each and every woman here today and mother. And that we represent for our families. You're giving us the know-how, and the what to do in every moment. And we thank you and we love you, Jesus. Amen. Well, that's it. Is this the year where you're going to see some change? Is this the year where you'll see restoration in your family? Or is this the year where you're going to allow God to move in your life? We would love the opportunity to help you in that. If you would like more info or if you have any questions, we want to hear from you. You can contact us on our social media sites or directly through our website at gvchurch.tv. We are Genesee Valley Church. Loving God, loving people, loving life.